Hey everybody, I am recording this uh, at 11.30 a.m. on January uh, 11th, I guess, is what day it is. Um, got a lot of uh, comments and responses from my Facebook video last night, so thank you all uh, for, for watching that and for your support. Uh, Karen did not uh, sleep very well. Uh, she's not in any kind of stress or anything like that. She's been quite talkative this morning and interacting with us and interacting with others who who have come in uh, we had a visit from our social worker and uh, we're just trying to get her as comfortable as possible so that's what we're working on today we really got a lot uh, I got a lot done yesterday um, and just really hoping to get a few things more things done this afternoon and really uh, hopefully we can all take it pretty easy on Saturday, um, uh, take it as easy as possible, um, Saturday. Uh, you know, we're, things are still all right. Um, I, I wanted, um, <laughs> I want to just kind of share just some, some thoughts and just, uh, I, you know, you know, I'm preparing myself for something. And uh, last summer, my uh, uh, last summer, my my former youth pastor Jim Smurl, his his wife passed away after a a, a fight with cancer. And I believe he said this during his message at uh, her funeral, which was amazing. Uh, and as as you can imagine, for multiple reasons, um, I was listening, you know, very very intently. Um, so people now, I want to be perfectly clear here. No one has said any of the things that I'm about to say. No one has said any of these things to us. So I'm not talking about anybody in particular. I'm not thinking about anybody in particular. I'm just uh, giving some some examples of things you should not say um, to to somebody who is in mourning or who has lost a loved one. Um, and you should not, yeah, you just shouldn't say these things. And 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 sometimes when in, in a situation like this, I know it's awkward for people. One thing I've really listen, it's awkward for us. We're oftentimes trying to figure out, you know what exactly to say, what exactly to do. So I, I can't imagine people, you know, who are coming into our house and who are visiting. I understand. People just don't know what to say. And that that's that's normal. That's part of life. Here's the thing, though. Um, I just want to help you, give you a few things uh, not to say. And, and I'm going to start out with two. I got two on my mind, and maybe as I share these... Um, then more will come to my mind. Uh, first of all, you know, when somebody passes away, don't tell, or, you know, if somebody passes away, don't tell their family, well, uh, there's one more angel in heaven. That's, I understand the sentiment. It's a nice sentiment. Completely theologically incorrect. We do not become angels when we die. We don't pass away. 
uh, we, when, when we pass away, we don't become angels. Matter of fact, the angels, the angels want to be human. The angels wish. I mean, there's even there's a movie with it about <laughs> with Nicolas Cage. Um, angels like they wish. Or sometimes you I mean they they would want to be human and and experience some of the things that we do. So so when someone passes away, they aren't getting their wings. They're they do not become an angel. That is nowhere in the Bible. That is nowhere in Christian history. It is just a nice sentiment that somewhere along the way, someone's grandmother said, and it became a cliche, and it became something that in your awkward moment, you're trying to make somebody feel better. You're trying to encourage them, and it is something that comes out, and it should not. Just so here, so... Here's another one. The other one is, oh, uh, the the other one is, well, God must have needed your loved one more than than we did. Now that's pretty flipping ridiculous. Like, just even thinking about that angers me. Like, and, and maybe think about this. Maybe it's comments like that that have happened throughout history. Maybe that's why some people have rejected God. I mean, if that's how God operates, that he needs our loved ones more than us, and so he's going to take them from us? Like, who wants to worship a God like that? I certainly don't want to worship a God like that. And thankfully, the God that I serve, the God that I worship, does not operate like that. God does not need anyone. God does not need anything. He is the creator and the ruler of the universe. So to think that he would allow or call someone to die because he needed them more in heaven than we needed them on earth. Like what are they like is there a work crew up there working on the like like the the streets of gold like is there a work crew filling in potholes? Like is there a work crew like uh, you know, working on the pearly gate, and that all—that's a whole nother different story. Like our theology and understanding of heaven is so far uh, <laughs> removed from what it, what is true and what's accurate. So, no, God does not need our loved ones in heaven more than we need them on earth. Totally inaccurate, not biblically sound. Not, I understand the sentiment. It doesn't make anybody feel any better, okay? And maybe I'm the first person that's honest enough to say that to you. So here are some things. Listen, it's going to be awkward. Here's some things you can say. Very simple. Praying for you. You know, is there anything I can do? That those are those are pretty typical. You don't. You know, I love you guys. You know, God loves you. God be with you. God bless you. You know, may God give you peace. I, I would encourage you, man, uh, read some of the the end of, of some of Paul's epistles and some of his benedictions and some of his closings. And just share those and just, you know, pray power over our family and pray peace over our family. And, and listen, we... You know, I'm going to be honest. Even if somebody says these ridiculous things to me, I'm going to appreciate it. I'm not going to get mad. Because um, I know it's coming from a pure heart. 
And that's the thing. That's what really matters. And that's what I hope really comes out of this. I hope that I that I come through this with a pure heart or even a more pure heart. I hope my kids come through this with pure hearts. My family comes through this with pure hearts. And I hope maybe there's people out there who, you know, they, they've they had this image or thought of God that just was way off. And, and maybe through this situation, there can be other people who, who come through it and, and they get right with the Lord and they, they get a pure heart. And it's, it's life-changing for them. And I mean, that's... That's really what I want is um, uh, yeah, I want to be more like Jesus. It's really hard. Um, it's really difficult, um, even with a full night's sleep. Um, we're all pretty tired today. Um, uh, everybody that's been here, we're all just tired. Um, just stress does something to your body. Um, you can you you know you can tell by my voice. My voice has been uh, kind of going out all week. Part of that's from screaming for the Clemson game. Part of that is the schedule. But here's the thing: um, when you're encountering people who are grieving or who have suffered loss or in mourning, uh, just know you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to say the most profound thing ever. To be honest, you, you talk to so many people, you, you're not going to remember a lot of what people say. A lot of it is just being there. You remember that people were there for you. You remember that people called or they texted or they sent you a message or they sent you an email. And it makes all the difference. And that's what really matters. It doesn't really matter what you say. It matters that you cared enough to say something. <laughs> but you should think about what you say. Uh, God bless. I'm sure I'll be going live on Facebook later tonight. 